The Crawford Stand. This week, let's change our focus away from the cares of this world which steal our peace, and let's focus on the Prince of Peace, whose birthday we celebrate in a week. The president of Crawford Media Group, Don Crawford, calls him the Christ of Christmas. He was born of a virgin, so we are told. The angel of the Lord visited Mary and divine conception occurred, so we are told. The virgin birth is difficult for many to believe, much less understand. It defies nature and biology. It is simply not the way things happen. Conception and birth are, as a result, of the very best of female and male, combined. So you either believe in the virgin birth, that is, without a human male, or you don't. Christians, real Christians, do, and so do I. And I hope you do, too. Bethlehem, where once he was born, was then Bethlehem of Judea. It is now Bethlehem as part of Palestine. It is so very different, even though the place where he was born continues to be celebrated by the Church of the Nativity. Jesus was Jew, fully Jewish, and Bethlehem no longer reflects that. And that is most unfortunate, and for me, it's sad to see. We are told that Jesus, as child, teenager, and young adult, lived a sinless, blameless life. This God-man was able to do that, even though so many find that hard to believe. But Christians do believe that. That is, real Christians do, and I hope you do. We know little of his early years. The son of a carpenter, the Lord of glory, was a carpenter by trade. Nazareth, where he lived and built has, like Bethlehem, radically changed. It is Arab and Islam-influenced and in many ways dominated. And so much that was Jewish of old is long gone. It is difficult, as the old hymn states, to walk where Jesus walked. Those little lanes, the words say, have not changed, but in fact they have, and really not for the better. Perhaps the sweet peace that once filled the air was real then, but there is anything but peace as the centuries-old hatred between Arab and Jew festers and so often boils over. Perhaps it is only this carpenter from Nazareth who built so many things could rebuild, restore, and reborn peace, real peace between Arab and Jew through his love. Nazareth, Bethlehem, and the world sorely need just that, in my view. What do you think? The Galilee where Jesus of Nazareth conducted so much of his ministry and performed his memorable miracles has also radically changed. It is modernized in so many ways. The city of Tiberias, for example, which surrounds the Sea of Galilee, is modern on the one hand, very much so, wealthy and thriving in part, but on the other, broken, poverty-ridden, and anxious. The city seems very much in need of the carpenter from Nazareth who walked on the Sea of Galilee and around it. Ah, how wonderful it would be if those marvelous miracles of old could once again transform, born again the place where he lived and the people that he loved. So often the carpenter from Nazareth and the Christ of Christmas went up from, that is up from where he was, to Jerusalem, to fellowship and to worship at the temple. Much of the Jerusalem that Jesus knew has changed. Much is modern, commercial, and much is not Jewish as he was. There is significant Arab and Muslim influence. The Temple Mount, where the temple of the great God Jehovah once stood, is now controlled by Arabs and Muslims. On that once holy Jewish site, 
stand the mosques Al-Aqsa and the Dome of the Rock. To visit the Temple Mount is to feel the tension between Muslim and Jew, and in fact, Muslim and all others. The peace which passes all understanding, which he brought, seems nowhere to be found. The love of the babe of Bethlehem has been replaced by war and hatred and vengeance. Ah, so much vengeance. There is, as he once asked, no love for an enemy or even peace. There is only detente, reluctant acceptance of a temporary truce enforced with tension and military presence. The joy the three wise men felt as they gave gifts to him in Bethlehem seems long gone. Watchmen on the walls watch not for him, but for the coming of the enemy. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh have been replaced as gifts by uranium and chemical warfare and poisonous gas. Love offerings have been replaced by suicide bombings. The good tidings of great joy which once emanated from Bethlehem have been replaced by the sirens which trumpet more war at work. Jerusalem, like all Israel, has changed. Yet Jews and Christians everywhere pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel and the world. But the Prince of Peace is nowhere to be found in the land or in their hearts. There can be no peace, saith the Scriptures, old and new, without the Messiah. Christians believe that Messiah has come, born in Bethlehem, in Judea, and faithful Jews wait for him to come for the first time. What a different world it would be, and what a different Jerusalem it would be if mankind allowed the Prince of Peace to gather all under his wings, as he prayed for, and heal the world. Jews call it Tikkun Olam. Heal the world as only he can. Christians, real Christians, believe the Messiah has come and will come again. The babe of Bethlehem, the Christ of Christmas, is in fact that Messiah. So Christians believe. Do you? Anti-Semitism, as hateful as anything on this earth, is once again on the rise. It is everywhere, even in our very own open-minded country. Europe is awash in anti-Jewish hatred and action. Jihadist Islam is on the march to exterminate the Jews once and for all. To finish, as one valid jihadist said, the work that Hitler never completed. Can you believe that? And, of course, with the extermination of the Jews, so would jihadists exterminate Christians sooner or later. And all other religionists who would not convert to Islam and exchange the God Jehovah for that of Allah. And, of course, to exchange the Christ of Christmas for the Prophet Muhammad. For to exterminate the Jews is to eradicate Jesus of Nazareth, himself a Jew. Perhaps because Jesus was in fact Jewish, there is now even more hatred and anti-Christian sentiment the world over. It is indeed a time for realignment, for standing together, especially for all things Judeo-Christian, so severely attacked, and to stand together to protect and defend the faith. In so much of the world, freedom of religion requires the protection of the military, as in Bethlehem of Judea. The Church of the Nativity, for example, and its environs are protected by Bethlehem police and Palestinian soldiers and even the Israeli Defense Force. Guns protect and allow the giving of alms. How ironic! But a way of life in this day and age, in this anti-Semitic day and age, the love and the peace which emanated from Bethlehem 2,000 years ago seems long gone. But in reality, it's still there. 
It can live among mankind or in their hearts. The power of the peace of the babe of Bethlehem is still available and can change lives and even whole nations. Ah, if only, if only, as little children, we could open our hearts to love and peace and to Him. The world could, in fact, be changed. Tikkun Olam. That is the promise of His birth in Bethlehem. And so we watch the return of the Jews to Israel, so many of them, the great Aliyah. There is the fulfillment of the words of the prophet Amos, who said of the great God Jehovah, I will bring my people Israel back from exile. They will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant Israel in their own land. Repeat, in their own land. Never again to be uprooted from the land. I have given them, says Yahweh, your God. Wow, what a powerful statement. Thank you, Prophet Amos, for that. And that is now happening. And we should rejoice as the scriptures are fulfilled, especially we who are Gentile and Christian. In fact, we should be reminded that God intends to use Gentiles, that's us, to help fulfill that promise. And we are reminded of the words of the prophet Isaiah, who said of this great Yahweh, See, I will beckon to the Gentiles. I will lift up my banner to the peoples, and they will bring your sons, the Jews, in their arms and carry your daughters on their shoulders. What an immense privilege for any Gentile and Christian. It is indeed a very special spiritual privilege for us as Christians and Gentiles to help return the chosen people to the promised land. The motivating force for the reuniting, the bonding, and standing together of Christian and Jew is the love, at least for Christians, of the babe of Bethlehem, again, himself a Jew. It is that love which started in a manger centuries ago, which we think alone can unite and put an end once and for all to anti-Semitism, and in fact, all evil and all hatred. So, it is the peace of God which passes all understanding, and we should never forget the words from the Torah, the book of Numbers in the Torah, which reminds us that only Yahweh, only Yahweh can bless you and keep you, only Yahweh can make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Only Yahweh can turn his face toward you and give you peace. Only him. Only he can. Love indeed came down at Christmas, love so divine. Those who believe shout hallelujah, the Lord has come. Let our hearts be filled with joy and praise at this wonderful season. No matter the wars and rumors of wars, let us luxuriate in his peace and his love. And like little children as he once was, open our hearts to that love divine, so that we can in fact say with the angels of old, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward all mankind. Perhaps none on this earth want peace more than Israelis. They live with the motto, never again, never, never, never again. They will protect and defend against any enemy they will never forget, never ever, and they should not. But they, like all mankind, should never forget what happened in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. There was a man, a Jew, who changed the world then and can do it now. And that man was and is the babe of Bethlehem.
Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward all mankind at Christmas time and the time of celebration of Hanukkah and always. I hope you'll send your Christmas greeting to Mr. Crawford at his email address, stand at crawfordmediagroup.net. Oh, when you write, be sure to tell Mr. Crawford on what station you hear the stand. The address again is stand at crawfordmediagroup.net. When you want to review what you hear, go to our website, crawfordmediagroup.net. And a reminder that you can hear the full version of The Stand by going to myhopenow.com. Or you can download the My Hope Now app. The Crawford Stand is a public affairs presentation of Crawford Media Group and this station. Serving God and country. I'm Bill McCormick.